You know, we ran out of time. We were we were talking about the Supreme Court and Jack Smith and 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 I made the statement today. There is no way John Roberts is going to say, "No, we're going to decide that uh, Donald Trump can't go through a trial cuz that'll make the Supreme Court, you know, also very popular." All that John Roberts cares about is his stupid image and protecting the image of the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. No, you protect the image of the Supreme Court by actually doing what you say you're supposed to do. Protecting and defending the laws and the Constitution of the United States. Now, I, I don't know where it's supposed to fall, but trying to get uh, John Roberts to throw out a case that half the country will be crazy for if they throw it out and the other half will be crazy if they decide wrong in in the regular court there's no way he's going to do that if you come to the supreme court after he's charged maybe after he's been found guilty or innocent whatever maybe there's a chance but not before because he'll say, let the process play itself out. We don't need to get involved in this. He shouldn't have taken the case. By taking the case, I think they're signaling, it's okay. Donald Trump, mm-hmm. we're not on his side. Yeah. No, I think you're probably right. And that's probably how it's going to play out over the next... Uh, and look, this is... I, John, the, the Roberts court does not want to get in the middle of this stuff. And they don't want to be the focus of the attention. Uh, you know, And even if it means, you know... Really important things, the Constitution being for Obamacare, for Obamacare, right? Like massive things that are changing our society. Even that, they won't get in the way to stop. So, I think you're right. Unfortunately, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a success, a successful series of arguments by Trump. I don't think this is going to. If he's going to get off and win this case, it's not going to be because of these reasons. Well, we have a lot on uh, today's podcast that you just don't want to miss. We first of all, we start with some really powerfully good news there's a couple of places in today's show that it is extended happiness it's almost weird it might be like the fifth horseman of the apocalypse happy harry he's like hey everything is fine uh but that that horse was coming through with heavy heavy hooves today Um, But we corrected the course real quickly um, by talking to Thomas Massey, who just got off the floor after the House voted with the Republican support to reauthorize FISA. It's insane. It's a crazy conversation that you don't want to miss. All of that and more on today's uh, podcast. listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. All right. Hello, Stu. Hey, Glenn. How are you? Well, I am really, really good. Uh, I want to I want to just kind of give an, a year end review. Tomorrow is our last show of uh, the season. We come back uh, with, uh, you know, everything and starting fresh for 2024. But I just am so overwhelmed and honored to be anywhere near this audience. This, I believe, and I've said this for a very long time, two things. I felt that this audience is going to be the audience that somehow or another is the turning point in whatever it is we're facing, that this audience some way, somehow saves the Republic. 
I don't even know how that even happens, but I just have always been, I just, I feel that so strongly. You've always, I believe that for as long as I can remember. Yeah. And most of that time I was like, yeah, you know, they're okay. The audience, they're all right. They're fine. They're good. But I think recently I've been won over to this viewpoint as well. It's amazing. They really are. You guys are awesome. Yeah, it is. It's an amazing group that you happen to be a part of. Um, And so last night I was talking to a 20-something because I'm preparing something for uh, TPUSA. And they're having a big conference this Saturday, you know, this weekend. And uh, Saturday night I'm doing the, uh, the closing remarks for the day. And I, I, you know, I was really wondering, what do I have of value? And so I was talking to a 20-something, and I said, you know, what is it that you, you think people of your age need to hear? And we went over some things, and she ended with, you know, the biggest thing is a call to action. She said, oh, we're always told that we can make the difference, that how important we are, and that you got to go out and – but what specifically – So I was thinking about that, and then I got the year-end reports in from Mercury One and the Nazarene Fund. And I just want to tell you, you might think that you haven't done anything this year, but just this audience this year, listen to this. In Afghanistan, currently, the Nazarene Fund is supporting roughly 125 people monthly inside of Afghanistan. These are people that are hidden away and nobody knows about them. Monthly sustainment includes food and life-sustaining supplies. Most are recipients. Uh, most of the recipients are widows with children and Christians in hiding. Evacuations from Afghanistan have decreased significantly, but we are evacuating the high-risk individuals from Afghanistan as needed. Currently in Pakistan. We have eight safe houses with at-risk Afghans waiting for final resettlement. We have 12 families, 42 people in our care just in Pakistan waiting for a country to open up. One of the greatest challenges for pathways for the Afghan situation is the countries. Nobody wants to take these guys anymore. So we are still trying to establish the pathways for resettlement. It is a full-time job. Uh, in, well, I can't give you the numbers, but we are working, uh, with Brazil, Mexico, Germany, uh, Turkey, um, total completed TNF cases with successful locations to date, 22,000 people we have relocated around the world Uh in Armenia, uh, the hostilities inside Armenia began in September uh, in Azerbaijan, over 100,000 Armenians have fled. We are really having a hard time with a mass exodus. However, we are on the ground assisting Christian families as they flee their homes, looking for safe passage. Uh, we have uh, 127 individuals that we have gotten out and gotten to uh, safety. Uh, in Egypt, we have 32 Coptic Christian widows that are in need that we're, we're sheltering. Iraq and Syria, this is where we started, and this is an amazing story. Um, we're continuing to be on the ground there. There is one big like prison camp, and all of these Yazidis uh, that have been taken as slaves, all these women... We know they're in this camp of about 10,000, and we have people that are 
working on finding them. Okay. Um, we have taken just this last year, 172 uh, souls out of, uh, out to Australia, 18 to Canada. Um, it, it is the, the Yazidi women uh, from it's the camp is called Al Hol. It's in Syria. We're re- reuniting these uh, women with their family members in Iraq, rescuing survivors from human tra- trafficking in Iraq. We're rescuing families fleeing a religious persecution for their Christian uh, faith in Syria. We have safe houses for at-risk Yazidi women and their children of war. Children of war are children fathered by ISIS fight- fighters. Uh, we are providing protection for uh, former ISIS captives who are witnesses against ISIS for crimes against humanity proceedings. In Israel, after the October 7th attack, the Nazarene Fund responded with assistance to our partners in Israel. One chartered flight from Tel Aviv to Nashville for U.S. citizens and Israelis who were survivors of the October 7th attack. We partnered with M1 to uh, provide funding for the relocation to the U.S. of six Israeli families who were survivors of the attack. Who even knew we were in Nigeria? Operation Lego uh, launched in Nigeria on April 30th. Uh, Our primary objective is to collect irrefutable evidence along with actionable intelligence and target any and all individuals rings involved with the illicit trade of organ harvesting human trafficking, child abduction and exploitation, baby factories, and ritual killings. Some of the operations that we have conducted just in this year, we have arrested six human traffickers, and these guys are the scum of the scum. Uh, The rescue and aftercare of 32 children are now in our care this year. The rescue of 15 pregnant women who are being used as a baby factory. They actually have a black market baby factory. They come and they kidnap these women. They impregnate them. They take the baby, sell the baby parts on the black market. Infant hearts are worth $250,000 on the black market. So they take this child from the mother, kill it, harvest the organs, sell all the organs, then re-impregnate her. And have her do another baby that they kill and harvest. It is, it's unbelievable. Um, We have, again, rescued 15 of these pregnant women. The recovery of two siblings abducted by their maid to be sold into the Nigerian trafficking market. We have found them and reunited them. We have Operation Renaissance that is going on now in Asia. Uh, It is a platform uh, which has a range of tools to support a Christian minority community and other minority groups. Operation Resistance was established under the guise of conventional uh, research and community outreach project to shield it from exposure to security agencies in uh, the lockdown states. Um, We had to shut it down at the end of uh, third quarter this year, but some of the operations We assisted 1,590 Christian families with food, medicine, and legal assistance to fight different types of persecution that they were facing. We rescued a 15-year-old Christian girl who had been abducted and brutally tortured by her employers for several days. 
uh, police legal financial support to and successful rescue of a 12-year-old Christian girl kidnapped, coerced to convert to Islam, and forced to marry her 35-year-old Muslim abductee. Police and legal support to a 14-year-old Christian minor raped repeatedly and filmed by one of her superiors at the factory where she worked. Rescue and relocation of a father and his three children who were victims of slave labor for over 10 years. In Sierra Leone, Operation Silver was launched in Freetown, Sierra Leone, on September 1st of 2023. Uh, Its primary objective is to collect irrefutable evidence along with actionable intelligence and target any and all individuals and rings involved with illicit trade for organ harvesting, human trafficking, child abduction and exploitation, baby factories and ritual killings. It also pays particular focus to Christian persecution uh, who have been singled out for abuse based on their faith. A few of the operations just this year that you have made possible. I'm telling you all of these things to let you know there's a lot of good in the world and you are responsible for it. Recovery of two trafficked minors, 14 and 16 year old from the Republic of Guinea. Rescue and repatriation of nine children trafficked in the Republic of Mali. Recovery of a 10-year-old girl who's being trafficked to the Republic of Mali. Recovery of a 14-year-old girl trafficked from her village. In Sudan, uh, we began this in April 2023. Fighting between rival armed factions broke out in uh, the capital city of Khartoum. In June, we took 180 Kurdish workers with emergency evacuation and assisted them to get them on flights back to their home, food packages for 900, medication for 150, sleeping kits for 830. Um, We were in Turkey with a 7.8 magnitude earthquake, $200,000 of emergency funding, uh, tents, food, medical care provided. What, What makes us different is nobody is left in Afghanistan. All these people that were marked for death and have been for a long time, Nobody else is there. We're the last there. We're usually, we try to be the first or second in, but we are also the last one out. And a good example of that is what's happening in Maui. When we went to Maui and Lahaina, um, we flew the food and everything else out. And we found that they were so skeptical of any aid people because they said, you guys just want your names on on the TV. You just want your logos. Here, stand with this and the logo. And then you beat it. And my guy said, did you notice there's no logo anywhere? We're not, that's not what we do. We're here to help. And we'll be the last one here. Well, uh, we will be in Lahaina for at least the next year, maybe two years, providing supplies. Um, we're uh, helping build tiny homes they just found that arsenic is all over uh lahaina so these people are not going back to their homes anytime soon that all has to be cleaned up so we're helping them build tiny homes so they can stay in the area plus i don't have the number on how many people have killed themselves but the suicide rate is through the roof so we are there providing ptsd care uh as well and this these things, uh, you know, Israel helped 440 Americans return to the United States. Two flights. We partnered with Corey Mills, partnered with the, uh, uh, I think it's the Shy Fund. 
Um, we have provided ambulances for um, the uh, Israeli people that they needed. I mean, you have done so many things. On education, we have hosted pro-family legislators network, giving over 200 legislators um, information, critical information that they need. Um, we uh, are now, we've just finished uh, starting ticketing. So now if you come to town, you can contact the American Journey Experience at M1 and you can get a private ticketed only tour um, because it's not open to the public. It's open, you know, at certain hours and you have to be ticketed to go in. Um, we are now scanning our artifacts every day, 3D scanning, plus all of the books. We have the third largest library of the American founding. Um, we have the largest collection of documents from uh, Jamestown, also from uh, uh, the pilgrims in the world. We're scanning all of those documents. They can be translated into any language, and they're all searchable. We are putting them all on blockchain along with all of the artifacts that I buy. We are 3D scanning them. So eventually you'll be able to have that and be able to manipulate it and look at it, you know, through um, a virtual reality there at your own home. And it's all going to be on blockchain. Uh, and we are deep into that right now. It's taken us longer than we wanted. And, and we have a massive, massive program starting next year hopefully, uh, with your help, um, to educate not only families, but also take seriously all of the uh, students in high school and college that not only want to know the truth about America, but are willing to teach it and want to dedicate their, their self to history of America. We have some really exciting things to announce. That is just scratching the surface. That's not how many babies we saved or anything else in this audience. I just want you to know there's never been a commercial radio audience or I think a commercial television audience ever that has done anything like this. Thank you. It is an honor to be around you and to serve you. Thank you. It's been a very good year for a lot of people who will never know any of our names. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're glad you're here. Uh, I want to I wanna share something with you that has been making the rounds here uh, at Blaze TV. Um, that was just one of the kindest calls we've received. And we have great listeners. Our customer service department loves this audience they're like this is the greatest place to work because everybody's so nice uh even when they have problems um and uh but customer service ahead of customer service pass this on i want you to listen to this phone call that came in a couple of nights ago hey we're contacting blaze media this is chris how can i help you hi chris uh, my name is kathleen brock I'm 56, and I'm sorry I talk funny, but I had a small stroke for five, it's been five months ago, so now I talk in cursive. 
Hey, I think you're doing great. No, I don't blame you. <laughs> I'm disabled and single. Older woman. Husband left me when I was diagnosed with autoimmune and also Lou Gehrig's disease. And I've been watching Blaze TV 24-7 for two years. I love Glenn and Stu and Pat Kevin, Sarah, and that comic who swears lots of <laughs> I just want to call and say thank you, because Blaze TV has given me lots of strength. <laughs> carry on and I think Glenn needs to know that he touches people that he touches everybody everybody touches everybody and I just wanted to say thank you for giving me the strength and Blaze TV uh, gave me strength, lots of strength to be a strong mom and grandma. That's all I want to say. I just thought this was just the sweetest thing, and everybody in the call center was, was overwhelmed. And I, I just want to get Kathleen on the phone. Real quick, just to say hi back. Hi, Kathleen. Hi. Are you there? Yes. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, Kathleen? I do, and good. <clears throat> I'm doing very good because Jesus carrying me, and so I have a little bit of stubborn streak, but I okay. wake up every morning so I can watch. Uh, that grave. Yeah, that's a mistake. And everything. <laughs> I love everybody yeah. there. And uh, as I do all day. Kath Kathleen, uh, I'm sorry to hear about the uh, stroke and uh, Lou Gehrig's disease. That has got to be quite a, a burden to carry. How long have you known that you had Lou Gehrig's disease? It's uh, been off and on because doctors took them a few years to figure it out, but now it's been made very clear almost two years ago when it's speeding up because it's from this world, and I think that I'm okay about going home with Jesus soon. So I'm still happy, just kind of a struggle. Yeah. Sometimes you you have three kids, two grandchildren. I have three kids, adult kids live California, and my youngest is Spokane, Washington. Yeah. He's twenty three, and 
I have five grandbabies. They all in California. And Oof. that's been the hardest part of being ill is I can't be around and know my grandbabies I before know. I go home. Where do you but, live? Where do you live, Kathleen? I live in Sandpoint, Idaho. Oh, that's a great place. And yes, it's very cold this morning. <laughs> do you get to, uh, do you ever get to go out and be with them? Can you travel? I, uh, since the little stroke from kind of overdoing it this summer, I don't get behind wheel no more because it's yeah. not safe. So my son in Spokane sometimes tries to make it see me because he's busy in his career. But I haven't seen any of my other kids in California in almost four and a half years. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Because COVID really did lots of things and... Things just hard down here. Satan is running amok. Yeah. <laughs> Kathleen, uh, I, I just want you to know that everybody on uh, on the call center, they were just so moved. And, and this has gone through all of the talent as well here. And all of us have been so touched by your kindness and your your strength. I just, I uh, just. Uh, I just, I just wanted to say hi and thank you for calling you. I have no idea how much your call meant to all of us. Well, you all mean lots to me. And since things in this world have been so tough that after I talk to Jesus and do my devotions, I have to watch Black Beck <laughs> to make everything seem okay. Um, uh. And I appreciate everybody more than you all can really understand. But thank you for saying hi. It's a pleasure yeah. to meet you. It's a pleasure. <laughs> it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, the head of our uh, call center uh, just loves you and is going to be sending you all kinds of Blaze stuff. And uh, and we're also, you know, extending your, your membership so you don't have to worry about paying it anymore. Um, but we're just so honored to have you as a, as a viewer and a, and a listener. Well, I don't know if I pay membership because I'd be kind of cheating with just turn on Pluto. <laughs> well, we're going to give you that. If you don't have membership, then you are definitely going to get membership. So you can see everything you can, you can spend time, you know, with us off, uh, off of the set and see all the behind the scenes and all the things that you're missing just by watching us on Pluto. So, Thank you. Well, thank you very much. That warms my heart because Jesus is good. He always makes me smile, and now he gives me smile you with all of you. <laughs> I, I will tell you, Jayla, um, you said in the, uh, the uncut version of that we didn't play, you said that uh, you felt uh, uh, Christ uh, told you to call and say that uh, – What we do makes make a makes a difference, and I have to tell you, uh, it is a testimony to me how how kind oh. and gracious our heavenly Father is. Uh, oh. Your phone call has uh, made this journey 
uh, of starting the blaze and and almost losing everything in trying to keep it afloat for so many years where before it was it was time for it uh, to now uh, you have your phone call <clears throat> means a lot to me and uh, and uh, has made all of it worth it. So thank you so much. Well, thank you. Now, don't make me cry, too. <laughs> but we just then need yeah. to keep trusting in Jesus and pray that lots of people will tune in and learn mm. so they can get their spiritual heart in the right places. God, um, God bless you, Kathleen. Thank you so much. God bless you, and he is, and I'm glad I can watch it. Thank you. (laughs) God bless you. Merry Christmas. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. Thomas Massey, welcome to the program, sir. How are you? Well, I've been better. I'm a little bit out of breath. I just ran from that boat that uh, just threw away the Fourth Amendment to our Constitution. Uh, they passed the the extension of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. Oh, my God. Of course, it's been used to spy on Americans, so it's misnamed. But was it even close? It was close in a way. Um, we only needed one third of the House to vote against it to stop it. You see, I sit on the Rules Committee. Chip Roy sits on the Rules Committee. Ralph Norman sits on the Rules Committee. We have a blocking position, and we, and we said you're not going to mash this thing together with the funding for our military and put it on the floor. That's the swamp way of doing things, and we're done with that. So instead of bringing the bill through the Rules Committee, as most bills go, they brought it on the floor without going through the Rules Committee by suspending the rules. Now, they can do that, but but then they have to get a two-thirds majority vote. So we needed 140 votes, roughly, out of the people who were present to stop it. Yeah, yeah. 118. 118. I would assume most of them Republicans, but I hear there were some Democrats that were against this as well. Yeah, we had 73 Republicans vote against this uh, and 45 Democrats vote against it. Listen to this, America. Just 76, did you say? Republicans. Republicans. Yeah. That is insanity. What are these people thinking? Well, Glenn, they put you in a a skiff here, one of these secret rooms without your phone, and they try to convince you the world's going to end if you don't allow them to reauthorize this. But that's a false choice. We passed a reform to this that would require the government to get a warrant out of Jim Jordan's Judiciary Committee, another committee that Chip Roy and I sit on. And, And the speaker, instead of bringing it to the floor, on, as a standalone bill, brought this uh, this horrible thing that, as you said in your in your intro, we already know they've admitted they've used it illegally on two hundred and fifty thousand times on Americans. They brought the same program back to the floor, and they say it's a four month reauthorization. But as it's Mike not. Lee, who's read the bill, points out, it may be more than a year reauthorization because they'll just reset the clock in January. Can you give me any hope for for the republic? <laughs> People ask me, is there any hope? I, I say I am here on the 5% chance that we can fix it and on the 30% chance that it all goes to hell and I live through that and I can be here to, to try to put it back together. So 
You know, we started out this year, we were going to, you know, and, and McCarthy put three of us on the rules committee so we could make sure this didn't happen so that we could make sure they didn't put two different bills together. You understand, I don't want to defend them, but I want to explain the reason 147 Republicans voted the wrong way. They were given a false choice. They were saying, if you don't, if you don't fund this program, then we won't be able to spy on terrorists. And oh, by the way, we've attached it to the military funding bill, and the soldiers won't get paid. And they, you won't know, get I'm funded. sorry, but but uh, I'm sorry, Thomas. I don't mean to. I'm I'm probably yeah. as mad as you are, but you're being much too kind. I'm sorry. If you're in Congress and you fall into that trap, which has been used over and over and over again by both sides, you're a moron and not smart enough to be in Washington D.C. Sorry. It's it's Lucy and the football. For some of us who've been here 10 years, we've seen it about three times because this program comes up for reauthorization every four years or so. But you're right. They use the same tricks over and over. And in the classified rooms, they give you examples of how this program has been used to stop terrorists, but they don't give you examples of how the, being able to spy on Americans without a warrant has ever been able to help them stop a terrorist. We have, we, I mean, does CTIL ring a bell with anyone? Are they even paying attention? You know what, Matt Taibbi and, uh, and Schellenberger came out and testified to about CTIL and the program of psychological ops being run on the american people the last thing this government needs is more power you know everybody on the left and the media oh donald trump is gonna be a dictator what's the difference from what we're doing right now what's the difference here's here's what's so frustrating to me glenn is we've waited I've waited a decade to get a chairman of judiciary or chairman of Intel. And in this case, we got the chairman of judiciary who actually cares about this issue, Jim Jordan. And, and Mike Johnson served on this committee. He was working on this problem with us. Then he became speaker and he won't bring the judiciary Why? bill to the floor. Why? What uh, part of his soul do you think he sold? I don't think he sold his soul. I think they have, put him in one of these rooms and shown him the extra super classified stuff and convinced him that if he doesn't do this, there'll be a terrorist attack on January. There's going to be a terrorist attack in this country because our borders are wide open. This, that is, I mean, you cannot have it both ways. You can't say we have to have this tool because terrorist attacks are going to happen, but we're letting 15, what is it? 5,000 people in every day. You can't have it both ways. <laughs> Listen, you're, I know, I'm you're, sorry, but your your frustration is is an expression of the frustration of your listeners and of my voters. I am, I mean, I am a Chip Roy. He tried. I got to give him credit. Oh. He called a motion to adjourn before they brought this bill up. He tried to adjourn Congress. He should have put a, you know what? He should have put a, pulled the fire alarm. They don't do anything about that anyway. <laughs> I guess we should all pull fire alarm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's unbelievable. And then the gall of James Clapper to come out and have 
the same people that wrote the public statement about Hunter Biden's laptop, the same people come out and say, we, we really need Section 702. How do these people have any credibility with anybody? I don't know, but they put them up as subject matter experts. They should be a reason you should vote against it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Okay, can you can you tell me? Gosh, Thomas, I you yep. know I love you. I'm sorry. I if don't feel like I'm taking it out on you. I know it probably sounds that way, but you're one of the no. good guys. So, and thank Chip and Mike and everybody else that's working behind the scenes to uh, to stop this stuff. There, um, there is, there's a little bit of hope, Glenn. Let me give you a little bit of hope. We still have the judiciary bill. They could still bring it to the floor. We could still pass that in the House. That's what we need to do. There's a fake reform package that the Intel Committee has passed. We do not need to bring that to the floor. Actually, Chip Roy and I and Ralph Norman stopped that from coming to the floor this week. The fake one. So there's a real one on the docket. They could mark it up January, February, March. That's what we need to do. It's got reforms like get a damn warrant. Uh, It's got reforms like criminal penalties for people who abuse the program. It's got reforms like congressmen can go over there and look at what's going on kind of reforms. I think it's a serious bill. That's the one we should bring to the floor, and we should do it as soon as we get back after Christmas. All right. Um, what else is being sneaked by the American people in the holiday season? Because this is when it always happens. What else is What else is going to happen? Well, well, while I've got you on here, here's what's coming up next. They did the the uh, extension, the CR. Yeah, of course they did. CR. Mm-hmm. It's a January, February. But you remember, I got a provision that if they keep doing CRs, the whole budget gets cut 1%. I know that's not enough, but that will kick in in April. And they are freaking out right now. And when Over we come back, 1%? Over 1%. Like the world will end if we spend My 1% God. less this year than jo- the Democrats did last year. Joe Biden uh, Joe Biden farted out two hundred and two hundred million dollars to Ukraine, and that wouldn't. I mean, that's not even touching one percent. Are you kidding me? They're freaking out. They are freaking out. Right, one percent is fifteen billion, and Joe Biden's asking for another sixty billion. He's asking for four percent of our discretionary budget, additionally, to go to Ukraine, and they're freaking out over this one percent cut provision that I got signed into law. They Good. did this out of desperation, but now it's coming up. They will move heaven and earth to get out of that 1%. That's what everybody needs to be watching, I think, right now, is whether they cheat us out of the 1% cut. The Chuck Schumer voted for and Joe Biden signed so that they could get the debt limit through. Unbelievable. Um, well, Thomas, thank you for all the fight that you guys are doing. And I know because I hear from you guys. Personally, I hear from you, you know, late at night, what the hell am I still doing here? Uh, You know, it's not making a difference. You are making a difference. Uh, And at least somebody is uh, is standing up to to all of this. Can I ask you, do you have an opinion on the Supreme Court taking the Donald Trump case or not the Donald Trump case, but the uh, the uh, what's his face? You know, the, the prosecutor. That case, I, I've been so busy with the FISA thing, I okay. haven't paid attention to that. Okay. I saw, I saw, I saw Hunter Biden scroll through here without showing up to testify. <laughs> Imagine the gall of that. It's insane. It's insane. Insane. 
Gumming, he's, he's just flouting it in our faces. I know. And which, you, which, you guys can't really do anything, can you? I mean, you can hold him in contempt of Congress, but that doesn't mean anything because the Justice Department is rogue. That's correct. You referred to the DOJ. They're not going to do anything. It's the president's son. It's obscene. Uh, thank you so much, Thomas. I appreciate it. All right. All right. Thank you, Glenn. You bet. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Na, 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 na.